It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, uh, I tell them welcome to the gray area and stay away just in case you ain't real enough to relate. Every other Thursday, politics to the chips, get up on this wave. <laughs> now tell me what's to talk about, cause we the only thing to talk about. How you keep reality in check, just keep it real rapping, don't gossip with the facts, yeah. The NFL season has reached its pinnacle. Football, in the playoffs, the wintertime, whether it's frozen tundra, whether it's the south or the west where the sun is shining, the quality of football has reached the elite level. There will be no more random Sundays, no more trash matchups on Monday, no trash matchups on Thursday, no none of that. This is only all elite football, we're going to call it. And this is the gray area, and I am your host, Ray Jarvis. Showtime! Woo! For this episode of the Gray Area, I had to bring my homie from the floss, one half of the winner's circle back, the homie Paul Lawson. Welcome back, my brother. You really, I told you you was going to be back, and here you are yet again. You are a man of your word, bro, and I want to say thank you for the opportunity, as always. Uh, you know, Being a sports fan and being a sports junkie, there's no greater platform to be on than to be sharing it with somebody who is also as passionate and as dedicated to their craft. You know, so from one half of the winner's circle to the other, from one MVP to another, yes, from a brother to another brother, I want to say thank you. You already know what it is, bro. I appreciate that intro. It's not often I get introduced on my own show, so I salute you for that. Um, But let's get right into it, bro. Um, A rumor leaked that Deshaun Watson may, mm. in fact, request a trade during the offseason. So... I got to ask you, you're, a, you're an insightful individual when it comes to this sport. You do a lot of thinking. You don't talk without doing your, your due diligence. So with this potential scenario on the table, what was your initial feelings when you read that? Honestly, I was a bit shocked only because I feel like I feel like a guy like Deshaun Watson, when you, when you reach superstar status, mm-hmm. superstars don't request trades. You know what I'm saying? Right. At least not in the NFL. And matter of fact, I'm going to go a step further. In all sports, right? The whole James Harden situation we see playing out where he hasn't technically even really officially requested a trade. Right. Right? Superstars don't request trade. He's the face of a franchise. I mean, fresh off the cusp of, uh, you know, $160 million over four with loaded incentives. So I was a bit surprised. You understand? However, you go from... Being up 21-0 against the Chiefs who went on to win the Super Bowl in the second round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. To not having a coach. Well, somebody slow down. To not having your number one target. To not having your coach. To feeling like you got a franchise that hasn't done anything to put anything around you. Instead, they've retracted the talent. Interim head coaches. No GM. So I could see it. 
I can believe it. Mm-hmm. And we are in a different era, and we got to understand Deshaun Watson is younger than me, right? Fact. 26, I'm going to say. So he's a part of that millennial bubble where they're like Kyrie, they want to do things differently. So I can see it. It would be unprecedented. I don't think we've ever seen this player of Deshaun Watson's magnitude ever request a trade in the NFL. It's never happened before. Never at the quarterback position. Quarterbacks don't move, bro. But I Yo, can see that's that was what took me back. Took me aback initially. We the quarterback seems to operate by a different set of rules from every other position in the NFL. Quarterback so to is even CEO, ha- bro. Exactly. CEO. So to even have that attached to his name off the rib was like, whoa. And then to your point about being a millennial, in this era with with these kids, I'm going to call them kids. It is what it is. They don't want to stick around and continue to lose. You know, I saw J.J. Watt in one of those NFL films videos say to Deshaun Watson, he apologized for wasting one of his years. And that, that, that resonated with me because you don't usually hear that kind of you know, colorful language amongst teammates at the end of a season. They don't even say it in the media. They don't, or they say it in the time in the locker room where we're not even privy to that information. So for that to even get out was eyebrow raising. And then only for a few days later for this potential trade rumor, because I don't even know if we want to call it real news just yet, but the fact that this is in the ether is like, hmm, is is he burnt by the, the nuke trade? Is, is he burnt by the fact that his team kind of disintegrated around him this season? The coach is gone. As you said, the number one target is gone. The defense lost a step. J.J. Watt is not getting any younger. And a 25-year-old quarterback who's already taken a lot of hits, he's probably like, you know what? I'm not going to do this much longer in Houston in, a, in a, essentially a going nowhere situation when you still have the Colts who seem to be good regardless of who plays quarterback. You have the Titans who look like they're going to be good for a while. He's probably like, you know what? I need to get out of here while I'm still young and can still be super elite in another city. Well, why don't we look at it with a different lens? Okay. Because it, it forced me to do this with Kyrie in, in, a, in, a, in a way too, right? As we talk cross sport. Mm-hmm. Kyrie was always the best player on any team he's played on, right? right. St. Patrick's, Duke, didn't matter. Even though we only seen the sample size at Duke, didn't matter. We seen him on FIBA, right? <laughs> found a way to win MVP of the, uh, of the Olympics. Right? All-star game MVP. So am I shocked that a guy like Kyrie could make that shot in Cleveland? Absolutely not. Not at all. Because what we've seen, superstars make superstar plays, right? Maybe, like Kyrie, Maybe Deshaun Watson is not ready to be the leader of the Houston Texans. Hmm. And let me tell you why I say that. Ooh. Doesn't matter how good Watson is, the clear-cut leader of the Houston Texans is JJ Watt. True. Right? JJ Watt, I'm I'm a, I'm predicting his cut this season, this offseason, right? Wow. He's on the decline. Hot take, y'all. You gotta think about it. He's on a decline. He's owed $27 million or something crazy like that this year. Mm-hmm. And they don't lose anything less than I think four million if they cut ties with him. So it's just so good NFL team, business, he was is what you're saying. It's the NFL business. Or so for a team with no draft picks currently, no cap flexibility with a with a with a, with a diminishing salary cap, there's no way that you can you can roll with JJ when you can flip them to a team that thinks they're gonna be a Super Bowl contender next year, right? Who, who's okay to give you a two and a three and a six? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's fair. So maybe that's, fair. that's what I'm seeing from Deshaun Watson. You know, is once JJ's gone, damn, I don't know anybody on this team anymore, right? Because essentially, neither do I. Right? You got Will Fuller who's on steroids. 
they came on strong with these other receivers because of the steroids probably because of the steroids (laughs) (laughs) he played the whole full year boom steroids hit us right when you start really when you start weighing the checks and balances you say maybe Deshaun Watson just wants to play winning football which I I respect right high school he was an all-american college he was a Heisman candidate right NFL took over and became an instant superstar I get it but maybe he's tired of carrying the load and he ain't ready to fill that post-game conference that we've seen from J.J. Watt where he had to talk about people playing like garbage and right. half-assing it right. I don't know if he's ready for that leap I'm not even sure if that's his personality Paul, like, I, I agree I don't, I don't, I don't think he's I don't think he's the kind of guy who's going to give you the quotable in the media. I don't think I, I'm not. I'm not. Maybe he's not there yet. And, and most 25 year old men, they, they're not really there yet. Like even LeBron at 25 wasn't that colorful in the media. It was only a handful of players who were Type A from day one. You know. And if we haven't seen that from Deshaun Watson to this point, we, we gotta wonder if that's what he's capable of. I personally, I'll say this. I'm not sure if it's a matter of leadership for me. I just think that he's been in this situation and I feel like he doesn't want to run that second round or no playoff carousel. Like pendulum that keeps swinging from Mr. Playoffs, get to the second round, get to the first round, Mr. Playoffs, well, let me play take a bunch of sacks. For, let me play devil's advocate for a second, right? Mm-hmm. You may recall, Watson's big payday came after all this smoke clear. Mm-hmm. After the Hopkins trade. After the mumblings, because we they were talking about Bill O'Brien getting clipped since the trade happened. Yep. Right? So when you sat down in that room in front of the owner, and at the time Bill O'Brien, and they said, listen, these next couple years might be tough. So for that, we're going to do a short four-year deal at this crazy rate of pay. Mm-hmm. What changed? Because I can't imagine that Deshaun Watson felt like he was on a Super Bowl team now, I think when he took this that season deal. Changed. I think I think we, we to be honest, I think he was on a sliding scale of if it's an in, if it is indeed true, I think he was on a sliding scale of I want to get out of here from the time D Hop got traded. I truly believe that. If I'm not mistaken, when he got that. traded, there might have been that. a tweet attached to his name when, when that trade went down. So then you have that situation. Then the coach is gone. Then you look at the overall infrastructure of the roster and the organization, and he's like, you know what? I really don't have to do this. I don't owe Houston anything, and I think it's in my best interest to get out of there. And in my history of following sports, even though we don't have 100% confirmation, these stories don't come from thin air. Nine times out of ten, when a player says or a report comes out that a player wants to be traded, it came from either him or someone in his camp who leaked the intel to get the ball rolling. But we, we got to move on, but I'll say this, and I'm going to make it clear, and I'll talk about this during the week. I'll probably drop a shorter clip in between playoff games. If this goes down in this trade talk, both New York football teams, this is a New York based show, so I got to do it. Both New York football teams need to be picking up the damn phone and giving the Texans whatever they want. You know, I don't want to see I w- it, it, all the draft currency that you can manage to scrape up. Both teams, you scrape it up, you give it to Houston because this this guy is special. He's not he's not Donovan McNabb or one of these guys who's fringe special who, and can hit highs at certain moments. This guy is elite right now, and he needs to be in a situation where he can be taken care of. He's a transformative player. Jets pick up the phone. Giants pick up the phone and stop playing games. But to right, Baker Mayfield, you, we got to move on. I don't, don't want to lose the listeners. Let me throw this bar in there. What's up? The Giants 
if they had Watson this year, is a ten or eleven win football. Team. Talk about it. We're not gonna waste time. That's all I'm gonna say. We're we not gonna waste time even trying to gas up Daniel Jones. We already know the vibe. That guy is sorry. And if you think differently, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, Ooh, Baker Mayfield, he's come into the league, Paul, and instantly was already one of the most polarizing players in the NFL. You either love Baker or you hate Baker. That's established. To be clear, for the sake, sake of clarity, I love Baker Mayfield. I want a Baker on the Giants. Because the thing is, I fronted on Baker for a while at Oklahoma until I really started sitting down and watching his games. And I was like, this guy throws a beautiful ball. For his size, he has a cannon. He moves around in the pocket. He doesn't look to run, but he can run. He extends plays, and and he wants to make plays, and he wants to play winning football. That is a key component for me at the quarterback position. He came into the NFL, had a pretty good rookie season. He He made people believers. Then he had a really terrible sophomore season. And I feel as though now in year three, he had a strong year, 28 touchdowns, six interceptions. Those are strong numbers. But people are essentially calling him a game manager. People are saying, I got a, I'm in one group chat where one guy refuses to give him credit. And he's basically saying that the running game is the reason the, the, the Browns are anything. So I ask you the question. You don't have to agree with me. Again, for people who, who don't understand the show, I don't bring people on to agree with me. I bring people on to talk sports. What do you think Baker Mayfield's role is with the Cleveland Browns? And how far can he take him in the postseason? Here's what I'm going to tell you, Ray. So, I, I've always been a huge Baker fan, mainly because I'm a college guy. Right? Okay. I love college football. Fact. Right? So, what I've seen Baker do from year one through four at Oklahoma was crazy, right? I mean, I don't know how many players have been in the Heisman finalist three, three years in a row, crazy. right? Baker's been that, including a win, right? So, <laughs> I mean, and he did it at OU. <laughs> it ain't the like he different. was out there rocking out at Clemson, bro. Like, <laughs> He did it against premium talent. So, to the people saying Baker Mayfield is a game manager, it's two things. Either they don't understand the game of football high level, or they just plain down hate Baker Mayfield, right? Because there's nothing I see that says game manager. And you know what's funny? You know what's funny not to cut you off? I'm going to let you get that right back. But the funny that you say that, because when that person was talking bad about Baker back in September, the first thing I said to him was, you don't know what you're looking at. Carry on. You don't. You can't. You can't possibly look at the film, even at the at the the smallest level, the highlight level, and say, "Oh no, Baker's a game man." You know what? I, you know what I appreciate about the maturation process of Baker Memphis. You talked about his first rookie year. You mm-hmm. know, he jumped on board, took over, and he came out guns blazing when he came when he first jumped on on board rookie year. Yes, right. Sir. And then next year he had a different coach. He struggled a bit. And then this year, we see year three of Baker Mayfield start to finish with an offensive mind. And we're saying, like, now you're a game manager. Are you crazy? What I see is a guy, since the blowout against Pittsburgh in week six, where they mm-hmm. look really bad as a football team, I want to throw out the fact that he lost to one of the best receivers in pro football in Odell Beckham. He was without Nick Chubb for seven out of those the next ten games that I'm going to mention. Talk about it. And found a way to go seven and three in the toughest division in pro football. With a one-on-one passer rating, 17 touchdowns, two interceptions, right? And he had two Six, elite performances. The, the game against the Titans elite. and the game against uh, the Ravens were elite performances. Yes. Elite performances, right? So, not to mention the, the, the two game-winning drives, the two fourth-quarter comebacks. They should have won that Ravens game. Facts. So, what I see, I'm going to go higher level for you because that's what we do, bro. Right? Winner circle stuff. 
He doesn't hold on to the football anymore, right? So when Baker Mayfield struggled last year, it's because he did not throw the football. Right. He made one read. He was stuck on Odell. Hand down, took a sack, right? So we know Baker can get out of the pocket. Last year, he didn't do that. This year, he does, right? So that's the maturation process, right? To give you some numbers, he went from getting sacked 7% of the time in 2019 to 4% of the time this year. Now, some people might say that's not a big deal, but we watch football. When you get sacked on first and second down, you typically end up punting the football. Oh, yeah. Possession is lost. It's over. It's over, right? It's second and 23. Oh, shit. This time is over. So, Baker's not doing that anymore, right? He, and that number, what it translates to over 17, 16 games, is you get sacked 40 times versus 25 this year. Right. 25 sacks is nothing, bro. Watson, for example, was sacked 25 times by week eight. Uh. Right? So, just All he does is get sacked. <laughs> right? He's making so, plays of getting sacked. The way I would classify Baker, right, to answer your question in, in totality, is Baker is a big-time football player. Now, it's going to take a win on, on Saturday for him to become a superstar in the okay. eyes of many. Okay. But I'm going to give him – I'm already – I have the stitches ready to put the superstar on his back, and I'm going to tell you why. It's a hot take, The Cleveland Browns – the Cleveland Browns had one of the worst droughts in sports history. Facts. Right? They was already turning it back on Baker, the dog pound. Right? <laughs> so the dog there put Cleveland on his back like we've seen LeBron James do in the past, right? In this drought, get in the playoffs and actually play meaningful football. Man, if that man, if Baker ain't the definition of why you take a chance at somebody number one in the draft, which is franchise changing is the number one draft pick, right? Anybody who gets selected top 10 in my mind is a franchise changing player immediately. Baker Mayfield is that. So not a chance is he a game manager. If anything, he is the difference between winning and, and losing football games. Well, I'll jump in here and I'll say this. He is a game changer because from the time he took the field as a rookie with those horrible uniforms on, the Browns became must-see TV. Must-see TV. And he played so well that he played himself into expectations his sophomore season. Players who are not transformative do not have expectations dumped on their back. For instance, to Daniel Jones, no one gave a damn about Daniel Jones. It was a wait and see for year two. We wanted to know if he had it at all. Baker Mayfield, by proxy, came into year two with expectations. And by proxy, yet again, year three, with even more expectations. And he had so much expectations that he was a media narrative. Players who are gay managers do not have this much attention attached to them. He had that attention because he's good. So people who don't understand football and let first stake tell them what to think will think that he's a middling quarterback who has moments. Baker Mayfield is a baller. And he just needed the Ball. right situation. And you talked about taking the sacks. Now let's talk to the football of it all. And this is why I told that guy in particular, you don't know what you're looking at. In year two, the entire offense changed. Yes, his offensive coordinator became his head coach. But the route combinations that he was running his first year in the league was not the same. They Because there was Odell Beckham and there was a Jarvis Landry, for some reason, the head coach felt like he wanted to push the ball even further down the field. And because of that, there were, there were longer developing plays with an O-line that just wasn't able to hold the line. And a quarterback who's holding the ball too long because these plays are taking so long to develop, 
cause these sacks. People don't talk about Absolutely. that. You gotta you gotta go watch the, the quarterback gurus. You gotta go on YouTube and find guys who break down film to tell you what was going on. Because if you watch ESPN or the NFL Network, they'll just say this guy's sorry and not tell you that you know what they're running a totally different offense from his rookie year that he can't and he doesn't have the necessary parts to function with. Fast forward to year three, you look at the Cleveland Browns, quick routes, play action pass, keeping the defense right. off balance, playing to the quarterback's strength. Baker Mayfield is not Jeff George. He's not standing in the pocket, taking a non-step drop and throwing bombs. The ball needs to be out. He needs to get into a rhythm. Guys like Baker Mayfield need to hit a couple of short intermediate routes to get that rhythm going. And then you push it down. He kind of reminds me, and I noticed a lazy comp, but he really reminds me of Tony Romo in his prime. Romo hit a couple of passes hey, early. That's, but that's fair. That's fair, though. But once Romo got that's going, fair. you couldn't do nothing with Romo. That's fair. I'm a, I just want to throw one more bar in there for you. because you, you talked about the style of offense, right? The reason why Freddie Kitchens is not a coach in the NFL anymore as a head coach is because you cannot run a vertical offense with a two-receiver set. Fat call. You can't do it in high school. You can't do it in college. And you damn sure can't do it in the pro. Don't believe me? Ask Bruce Arians, right? Oh, man. He runs a vertical offense. They have three to four receivers on the field at all times. You can't do that with an X and a Z with a, with a slow tight end in the middle of the field. Just and not out. against NFL defenses. <laughs> that even the you worst defense today, they play too fast. So you don't have enough time for a play to develop. <laughs> in, in today's <laughs> NFL, as you said, you got to be able to have at least three wide receivers and a tight end that can get vertical. And a, because and a running back that can catch. Exactly. Because the, the running back in the end is your safety valve. If it's not there downfield, he's the check down. So... People when they when they get bent out of shape, I'm like, y'all really don't know what you're looking at. Y'all just think the Chiefs are good because of Patrick Mahomes. No, they have four targets, sometimes they five. Vertical, <laughs> and they go vertical, <laughs> and they com they compromise the defense. They don't even understand how much how much pressure defenses feel. And the, the only reason they offense when they offense isn't clicking is because Andy Reid gets too cute. But when he decides to call yeah. proper plays, you cannot stop them. We go back to the Super Bowl just to give an example. It you know how hard it was, and I spoke about this. I said it's going to be a four quarter game, and it's going to be up to San Fran to be able to stop this offense for four quarters. And I didn't believe any team was capable of. And you think about the, the third and fifteen play to Tyreek Hill. There was nothing you could do about it because at some point they were going to hit it. The safety was out of position. He ran a corner route. It happens. You it, just can't. You can't do. And, and what's you worse is it was a bad throw. And it was a bad. If that throw was on time, it's a touchdown. <laughs> So it's like you know, when, when people talk it, about football, it's like, do you not? Do you really understand what goes into it? It's not just because guys are good. Yes, it helps, but it's all about the chess game. If if a if a defense, let's say a defense is, doesn't have a good strong slot corner or or nickel corner, and a fourth guy could come in. Now you're asking us a, a free safety to do even more for sixty minutes. He's gonna make a mistake and he's gonna get beat. And if you only have two guys to bring it back to the Browns. And, and honestly, Odell, he's a deep threat to a degree, but we've seen Odell do his best work in that Chris Carter mode. 10 to 15 yards down the field, yak after. Odell's best underneath. You know what I'm he's saying? Jarvis underneath. Landry's another possession guy. These guys are not vertical. They can get vertical and they can make plays, but that's only after they've softened the defense up. You know what I'm saying? So people, d do your knowledge. Don't just come on here talking to people who know what they're talking about. That's the overall gist of this conversation. And for me, we talking about Big Baker. I, I, you know what? I want to go out and just call a victory, but it's gonna be hard as hell to go into to Pittsburgh and beat them. It's a rivalry game. It's his first playoff appearance. 
It's gonna be tough. Uh, but you know what? Why not? I got Baker winning this weekend, bro. I'm doing it. YOLO. <laughs> I want Baker to go. Because at this point, I want Baker to piss people off as much as he possibly can. Stephen A already had to eat his words. I want everyone else to eat their words. I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm riding with Cleveland simply because I think they're a better football team in this deal. Bars. I think, I think they'll be... I think Baker... So... I wrote one thing down. You know, I'm not a preparation guy, right? Mm-hmm. Because I love the game. Big time players make big time plays. And Baker's big time. He don't need the weapons all the time, bro. I think they're more dangerous coming into this game. We don't even know what we're going to see offensively without the head coach on the side. Fact. Right? Like, we, we actually have no idea. But you know what I do know? Is with the exception of the injured Odell, he has every single weapon he needs to win this football game. And that's why I'm rolling with him. And I think defensively, I think Miles Garrett and those boys is healthy. And Bernier, who another Giants, who they wasted their his talent. Uh, um, I think they're going to find a way to neutralize Big Ben, who hasn't looked good in, a, in two months. But, you know, he gets a pass. Well, so I got some bad news ben. for you. I think Olivier <laughs> Vernon is out for the season, so you got to write him off. Oh! But I'm still going with Miles Garrett. <laughs> I have Miles Garrett in fantasy. That man is a monster. Still rolling with Miles, bro. <laughs> All right, so, so let's bring it into the stretch run. So this is this is the largest wild card weekend ever. There's a new playoff format. There's only two teams, one from each conference, getting first round buys. It's the 17 totals on each side for the playoffs. So this 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 upcoming weekend, is, there's a lot more heavyweight matchups in the first round than we're accustomed to. In, in the NFL playoffs But I won't ask you to do the prediction thing Because like I told you off air We're not doing that here If you want to do that Go to a different podcast You got a million to choose from <laughs> What I'm asking you Because we know that The Chiefs have a bye We know the Packers have a bye let's, let's throw them out the equation Of the teams that are playing this weekend If you have to put pinpoint one team That you think has what it takes To get all the way to the Super Bowl Or maybe even two One from each conference Call it two Outside of the, the, the one seeds To get all the way to the Super Bowl who do you think are capable of doing so? From this weekend, uh, Buffalo. Ooh, I can okay. definitely see. Uh, yeah, I've been hard on Buffalo, but yeah, I just think their tempo. I, I haven't seen the team be able to control the football game for the duration of the season like the Bills have. True. Now, granted, they had a little bit of cupcake moments from the scheduling perspective. The division was very favorable, right? But I just haven't seen it. And if Diggs is healthy and it just got brown back, and we've seen what Cole does in the slot. You know what I'm saying? The only knock on Buffalo is what happens when you drop eight guys in coverage, which I'm sure is going to happen this weekend um, against Indy. That's what I need to see. But they can pass this Indy test. I don't know, bro. Buffalo could be, could be trouble. They got they got Trey on the other side that can lock up any number one on mm-hmm. the other side. They got two really good safeties, good linebackers, young front four. I'm going to go with Buffalo from, from the AFC. And the NFC is a toss-up, man. Like... Mm. I've been hard on Brady, but AB coming on strong, bro. AB is AB the looking why like I'm the thinking, brand name we know he is. Bro, AB looking like he back, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and AB, unlike those other two receivers they got, you know, I like Mike Evans, the deep guy. I like Godwin sometimes. He, he goes MIA on me, bro. But AB can win any any day, any play, bro. Facts. So for that, I wanted my heart. My heart says Tampa, but my mind says New Orleans. Okay. Right? 
Okay. I got Nola getting off hot. I got them smoking Chicago. Michael Thomas is back. My son, 21 Savage. <laughs> <laughs> Alvin Kamara is coming back from COVID. The NFL blessed him with the Sunday game. And Casper writing off Drew Brees for a minute. I think Drew Brees going to turn up the tempo, bro. I'm going with the I'm going with the Saints. I think they end up getting two home games out of this. If they win this week, they play home again next week. So I'm, I'm gonna say the Saints could pull it off. Well, to your point about the Colts and the Bills matchup, I have my eye on that matchup only because as quiet as kept, one of the strongest secondaries in the league are the Colts. So yeah. if they could find a way to to make Josh Allen work and get the game in the fourth quarter and get the game in Philip Rivers' hands, who loves the fourth quarter. If he loves anything, he loves a close game in the fourth quarter. <laughs> it could go either way. And the fact that, you know... I it's 50-50. Right. right. It could go either way. You know, and because of the fact that we're not doing the full stadium thing to, because of COVID, the, the home field advantage is not as prevalent as it's been in years past. It could go either way. But to answer my own question, I, I'm looking I'm looking on both sides of the, the spectrum. I hate to bite your bar, bro. But just as far as a complete team goes, it has to be the Bills as the most dangerous team in, in, in the AFC, not named the Kansas City Chiefs. I just look at the way the team is built. And, it, and you know, they don't get the media coverage, but they won 13 games this year. You know what I'm saying? They didn't go Crazy, 10 and bro. 6. They were in 9 and 7 and got hot late. <laughs> they dominated from start to finish. And they were one Hail Mary away from 14 and 2 to keep it a rack. Right. So the Buffalo Bills are a threat. Anyone who's scoffing at Buffalo because of their pre- previous history, we know we know that you know they've had some tough L's in the past. Bro, it's 2021. Move forward. This team is real. They have a real quarterback. They have a real receiver. In fact, they have a real offense. A defense was already there. So I'm telling you, Buffalo, <laughs> very dangerous. But before you go to the NFC. You need 40 points to beat Buffalo, bro. Mm. You see how challenging that is? Yeah. It's the same thing with Kansas City. Yeah. You need 40 points if to beat If they're playing them. a game, you got to score. You got to drop 40 to beat these guys. Like the Patriots did that year. Mm-hmm. The only way you win in these games against these two teams, you need 40. Because they're not. you're not going to see what you're seeing in week 16 when the, when the, when the Chiefs only scores 10 points. You're not right. going to see that. <laughs> they don't come out guns blazing. <laughs> like, you ready? Track me. And, and you know what? Buffalo has a bad taste in their mouth from last season because they gave that Absolutely. game away against the Texans last year. Gave they it away. Gave it away. So they're ready. They're hungry. And, and, and you know what? They are built to last. To the NFC, I'm going to be real with you. My favorite quarterback in the NFL, not named Dan Marino in history, is Drew Brees. So I always mm. lean with the Saints in the postseason. But because of the fact that with the exception of the Super Bowl year, their, their playoff history is literally 50-50. Shout out to Phillip Rivers. I can't in confidence pick them. I want, honestly, at the top of the season, the Saints were my favorite to come out of the NFC. I just feel like they got they have a defense that's close to their Super Bowl team. They have Drew Brees. They have a receiving core that's good enough. But they have a they have a running back in the half that's good enough. But I don't like how Drew has looked since he's come back from that rib injury. I'm concerned. And the fact that they always get in these weird playoff games that they have no business losing. You know what I mean? Think the year that they lost to Minnesota at Minnesota, they should have been in the Super Bowl. And then and then the I year agree. in the NFC Championship game where they got robbed. It's like they just lose in the weirdest ways. They got robbed again the following year because that wasn't a touchdown catch. In fact, it was incomplete. So it's like it's the, 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 the fan of Drew Brees and me wants to save the Saints. But the logical person to me is like, you know what? They got to show me before I pick them. So with that being said, I think that the team that wins the Rams and Seahawks game 
It's going to make mm. a lot of noise because it's going to be a dog fight. Both teams play hard. They punch you in their mouth. They have strong coaches. They have strong defenses. They have quarterbacks you can trust to win you a game. They have scrappy players at, at the receiver position because when you got to travel on the road in the playoffs, you need scrappers. And I think the NFC West doesn't get talked about enough. There was three teams tough in that top, division. Yeah, it was a tough division. Tough, tough division. division. Very tough. I think the winner of that game, the we call it the survivor of that game, will make a lot of noise in the NFC playoffs. Interesting. Here's the only thing I'm gonna say. I like, I, you know, I, I, I love dynamic com- like combos, right? So I, I like Russ Fast. with Metcalf or mm-hmm. Russ with Mike. My only question mark with the Seahawks. Is they have these weird roller coaster performances, right. right? Where they look really good and then they look really bad, right? Which is why I don't even know to your point who the hell is going to win this weekend against the Rams because they don't play the Rams well. That's a pickup game. It's like, and they and they have it for years. I think now I mean they won the other week. McVay's like five and three versus Pete Carroll, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want to throw a different thing out there, right? Wasn't on your agenda. I don't care who they play, but I have Green Bay on upset alert in round two. I don't give if it's Lambeau or not. <laughs> Let me tell you why. <laughs> you're, you're not buying it? You're just not buying what they said? I'm not buying it. I haven't been buying it all year. You know why? Because formidably speaking, Aaron Rodgers has never performed well when the pressure is from coming from the front four. And there is not a single road in this postseason, right? Even if we see upsets, right? You're talking about Chase Young and the best front four in football against Aaron Rodgers, who we know history has showed us and early this year showed us. When you hit Aaron Rodgers in the mouth, he's a completely different quarterback. Right. Right? Fact. Aaron Jones, to me, hasn't looked healthy in a month. We know what Adams can do, but there's no way in hell that he ain't getting double teamed in the playoffs. We're talking about the elite of the elite. <laughs> he ain't winning one-on-one rounds against guys in the playoffs, right? I'm not sold on him, and I don't think they can stop a nosebleed on defense. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, so, hold on. I don't see it, You're bro. not buying what people are saying is the best receiver in the game winning one-on-one in the playoffs? I don't think he's going to get a chance to see one-on-one coverage. I ain't Ooh. telling you he can't win one-on-one. Okay, fact. I had to make sure. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Just to be clear, he he beats anybody in football one-on-one, right? I just don't think if you come in the playoff, right, let's, let's just play a little game of foreshadow here. If it all plays out the way it's supposed to play out, they get Tampa Bay for a rematch in the second round of the playoffs. Right. Which means you get Shaq Barrett, you get Devin White, you get the Dominican Sue, you get all those guys again. <laughs> and they too did not allow Devontae Adams to play one on one football. His worst game of the season came against True. Tampa Bay. He's going to get bracketed so, like nobody's business. And what we've seen recently with this new rejuvenated area's offense is Tampa will score points. Oh, yeah. You can't stop them. Tom Brady don't give a, he don't care about the rain, the sleet, the snow. They went and got the right guy for the elements that could potentially be harmful. None of it matters. I watched Brady drop 60 in a blizzard against Tennessee. But, but I know the guy is going to come out Paul, and cook. Paul, yes or no? Are you confident that Tampa Bay gets past the football team? Are you confident? I am. Okay. I am. Okay. And let me tell you why. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> I got more respect for Ron and I, and I value quality defense. And there is not a defense more loaded than the, than the Redskins. Oh, I'm sorry, the Washington football team, mm-hmm. right? 
But I think eventually they figure it out. And I, I just don't see how Alex Smith and the, and the Washington football team scores points. I just don't see it. I don't see how that team assembled, with the exception of maybe a fluke catch and run by Terry, Scary Terry. I don't see it, bro. I don't see them score more than nine points in this football game. And I certainly see Tampa being able to score at least three touchdowns. So, I I, you know what? Yeah, and I, I, and I just I'll can't leave, see it. I'll leave it at this point. I think of all the good teams that Aaron Rodgers has been on, top to bottom, this might be the weakest. There's some talent at some of the skill positions, yes. <laughs> it might but, be, bro. But in the past, when Aaron Rodgers had a good team, you were afraid to see the Packers. And if you beat the Packers in the playoffs, it was an upset. I don't look at this team. If I was like, if I was a Giants fan that was good and we had a good team and I had to go to Green Bay, I would not be afraid. I don't. I, this team puts zero fear in my heart. Like. Whoever, whoever they see, I think they're a one and done. I, I'm a co-sign your bar. I think whoever gets there will beat the Packers. Just because I, of the I fact agree. that, again, there, there are no more random Sundays where you could get fat against average to bad competition. Whoever you play is going to be a good team. And, and we got if you look at the teams that have made the playoffs and you want to talk about schemes and knowing how to scheme a victory, there's a lot of teams in this postseason on both conferences who can scheme their way to wins. And I am not... Wait, a, think we, about we, it. You just, you just look at the, the Rams game. Yeah. So let's say the Rams beats the Seahawks. We know... Sean McVay will scheme. He is the biggest schemer in pro sports. That's a fact. They run Facts. the football. The Packers have the worst run defense in the game. Oh, Adams? Well, they got the best corner in Ramsey. <laughs> so, game over. When you start, and then you got Aaron Donald and, and Quinn up front. Like, when you start thinking about the potential matchups of one versus six, I don't I, I don't love Green Bay. And there's no crowd. Like, I I don't love Listen, him, bro. Like, if Aaron Rodgers is, is your only threat and, and your corner who can put people on an island, but again, if you look at the teams that are in the NFC playoffs, all of those teams, with the exception of maybe the football team, have multiple options to throw the ball to. So even if you yeah. want to take one away, you got to deal with two or three others. So I, I'm no sorry, problem. Green Bay Packer fans. I'm sorry, but I'm not buying you guys. In fact, I'm selling. <laughs> Zero playoff wins for the Packers. <laughs> and, and before we go, I'm taking Lamar Jackson tomorrow on Saturday. Okay. I'm taking Lamar Jackson and the Ravens on Saturday. Okay. And I, I like can't it. wait. I can't wait to hear the haters say how lucky they got, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because we know America just can't live with Lamar Jackson winning. I just like <laughs> so, the fact that we're going back to the future where the Titans and the Ravens are a thing again. I, I'm appreciating uh, Eddie George mm -hmm. back in the days, mm -hmm. man. <laughs> And to smash my football on both sides Lewis. yet again. I love it. Well, my man, Paul, you, we have reached the finish line, bro. So before you go, I need you to identify yourself, man. Identify Social media, you know, where they can find you to get more sports takes from a very knowledgeable sports fan. Listen, man, you know my story. My name is Paul Lawson. I'm dad, bro. Father of two now. Husband. You know what I'm saying? Just a cool, calm, collectual guy. You can find me, the sports hit list, former MVP. Had to get that trophy to my bro, Ray. And, uh, you know, also check out the Winner's Circle, Aaron Wednesday's sports hit list, Worldwide Sports Network. Yeah, guys, thank you. It's always a pleasure, Ray. You already know, my brother. I appreciate you coming on. You know, once you get settled, I know you got a lot of moving parts right now. If you're free during the playoffs, maybe before the Super Bowl, we'll spin it back and we'll reconvene and figure out how right or how wrong we were in February. 
<laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon, bro. All right, bro. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Another fire episode of the gray area. If I do say so myself. You already know each and every time you step into the gray area, it's going to be quality. It's going to be informational. It's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be funny. And as the saying goes, whether you like it or don't like it, sit down and look at it because it's the best going today. Woo! Perfect. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.